0: Just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution
1: that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality.
0: Welcome to Life Today Live. Great to have you here today. Listen, one of the big, effective churches here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And their impact goes well beyond our our area here. is a church called Fellowship Church, uh, and it is pastored by Ed Young and his wife Lisa Young. And you I, you don't have to be a part of the church to have heard from them because they're they're speaking lots of different places and television. They've got they've got a big footprint because they've uh, impacted a lot of people uh, in a very positive way and we actually go way back with them they were our neighbors many many years ago (laughs) and so we won't go down that road but um, i've got them here today because they're talking about a very very difficult subject and i i know because i've walked this path some but uh, they've got a book where they share about it uh, and the book is called a path through pain it looks just like this you want to pick it up you get it wherever you get books but if (laughs) you I you, know, you we all we're all going to have pain at some point, but man, it just sometimes some some is worse than others. I, I think you know. I don't know. I, that's why I've got them here to talk about it. I'll let them tell their some of their story. But if if you're walking through some difficult things, this will be something I think that will encourage you today. If you know someone who's walking through some difficult things, you might want to hit that share button and let them know because there there is hope uh we walk through the valley of the shadow of death but that means there's a light on the other side there's no shadow without a light so appreciate you guys being here watching ed and lisa welcome to life today live great to have you on the program
1: thank you randy thank it's you it's a pleasure
0: um uh, i'll let you tell your story because you know it best you tell it best um and then I'll, I'll, we'll have a little discussion but set us up by telling us about your daughter
2: So, LeBeth was just an amazing young woman, and you mentioned that we were neighbors. She played on the street in (laughs) front of y'all's house. Uh, But she grew up just pretty normal childhood, and then in her teens and 20s, she struggled with uh, attention deficit disorder, which a lot of kids do, but she also struggled with anxiety and depression, and it was very much... um, you know, something that she dealt with and and did fine with. She was super, super talented, highly creative. And yet in her creativity, she had great process thinking and how to implement things. And she was on our staff here at Fellowship Church, a thriving team member, but through a series of poor choices and relationships, um, she began to self-medicate with alcohol. And began to binge drink alone, privately, not a party or in public or anything like that, just at home. And she lived alone. Uh, so this was something that she was doing, and it was unbeknownst to us as her parents. And she did reach out at some point, and she said, Mom, I, I need help. And I'm so thankful that she did reach out to us. She felt safe in that. So she struggled probably with this addiction for about seven years, mm-hmm. and went to rehab, came back, was doing pretty well, and then uh, on January the eighteenth, twenty twenty-one, she, I was out of town and and helping my mom transition into a, a memory care center in South Carolina, and I got a pocket call, and it was from her, and I called her back, and there was no answer, and then my Uh, Daughter Landra got a pocket call as well and she had tried to call back no answer So Landra called me I called Ed I said honey something's not right and so Ed went and found her at her home Just in total disarray got her cleaned up dressed took her to a therapist and then um, It was decided, you know, she just needed to come out of this episode and he took her back to our home and uh, put her, set her up in a playroom, and we had all had conversations through FaceTime and everything. I talked to her, and I told her, I said, "Lebeth, this type of behavior, this lifestyle, it's eventually going to take your life." And I said, "Do you want to live?" And that night, she was sitting on my bed, and we were FaceTiming, and she said, "Mom, I want to live." Hmm. Hmm. And um, that conversation ended, Ed tucked her into a little bed that we had in our grandchildren's playroom, and he kissed her on the forehead and went to his office. He said, I'll, I'll be right down the hall studying for a message, and he was actually studying. I'll, I'll let Ed say how how that unfolded.
1: Yeah, I just put her to bed and said, Lee Beth, hey, you know, I'm just right. A couple steps from you in my office. I'll be studying. If you need anything, just just holler my name. I was studying for a message about Abraham and Isaac. I was doing this series where we preached through the entire Bible in a year. I don't know how that happened, but we did. Anyway, I was uh, studying the quintessential passage about Abraham and Isaac, and I wrote these words, and he put his son on the altar. And right after I wrote the word altar, I heard a sound. I called her name no answer ran in there and in essence she was she was dead there she officially died in the hospital several hours later but Mm. when the paramedics got there that 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 was it and you know it's one of those things too where you know I'm praying in the name of Jesus heal her bring her back and all of those things which any believer is going to pray yet God decided, I mean, in God's sovereignty, she, she passed from this life to heaven. And definitely that's the most difficult thing that Lisa and I have ever, ever been through because you're just hammered by waves of questions, doubts, anger, all, the, all those things. And, you know, as a dad, especially a young father you think hey if something ever happened to my kids i mean would would could i survive could my fate survive and that was the journey that happened just in a nanosecond when she when she passed away
0: so uh, i'm going to ask a question and if you don't want it in the interview i will edit it out um but did she take her own life or did she accidental overdose or something or did, did no did it all she catch did not
2: up? She did not take her own life. And that was one of the things, you know, I wanted her to understand when, in our conversation that, uh, honey, this this is going to take your life if you're not careful. And in that moment, she said, Mom, I want to live. Mm. Um, we believe and the doctors think that she had a seizure okay. and her heart gave out. Mm. And there were rumors flying that morning um, when I finally was able to get a flight back from South Carolina and all of the family was coming in and we just sat as a family and said um not not just because there was all there was speculation in the days following as to whether or not she was in a car accident just even online there were because we are public people yeah. people were guessing and saying was it a car accident did she commit suicide whatever and really that's irrelevant but we did want the truth to be out there and we wanted people to know that if you have an addiction of any kind it is an illness and it requires help and we told the story so that others would seek help and do it god's way
0: yeah and it, 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 to 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 bury your child i can't imagine the pain i know my parents have been through it um And, but to lose someone too young, I, I, you know, that's to me, that was, that forced me, um, into a, I mean, if you're, you're studying this part of the Bible, you know, the part where Jacob wrestled the angel, right? Yes. There was some God wrestling going on for me. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing you had plenty of that too. Maybe still have it.
1: Definitely. You know, we, we still do and it's easy as apparent to to swim in the pool of regret you know taking those laps of regret i yeah. should have i would have i could have oh, yeah. why you know here we've been pastors and all of that and and lived this life etc but but jesus i like to think about the pool of regret and I, I like to think about jesus's hand his nail scarred hand reaching down and gently taking us out of that pool and saying, okay, you're not gonna understand it on this side of the dirt, Mm -hmm. but I have something for you. So going back to what I said earlier about when she died and the altar, Lisa and I decided early on that we couldn't alter it, but we could alter it, A-L-T-A-R. So we said, hey, if we have an opportunity to share this with one person or dozens or whatever, we wanna do it with authenticity, Mm and we want to do it with with honesty and share with people how god has taken us on this journey because god is good and we've preached this for years and years and we discovered god is good when things are good and god is good when things are not good but we still have those times and i love your analogy yeah brilliant the
2: analogy of the wrestling because we do we ask why i mean it's, it's been two and a half Almost three years, yeah. and I still wake up some days and say, "Why? why is she, why is she not at the Thanksgiving table? Why yeah. is she not going to oh, yeah. be at the Christmas table with oh, us?" And those questions are natural. And all through the psalms, David calls out to God. And he asks questions. Job did the same thing. Paul said, "Why why did, have you not taken this thorn in the flesh from me?" And yet, that is that frees us up to ask why but there has to be a pivot in that wrestling so to speak Mm -hmm. where we go from why me to what now god what are you going to do and ed and i have found that through our pain god has done something in our lives he's drawn us closer to him closer than we ever thought possible because we were truly doing christianity you know in good faith and doing it well, but as, as, you know, I'm not trying to be uh, false humility or anything like that. I'm just, you know, we were really living the life, but yet still God draws us so much closer than we ever could imagine. And then what it's done for what God has done in our church, people leaned in, they wanted to see if, okay, you preached this for 30 some odd years. (laughs) Do you really still believe Mm -hmm. what you preached? Yeah. And we've seen many people walk into our church just out of curiosity and their lives have been changed. And then people have walked into recovery groups that we have here and they've said, man, I heard your story and I don't want to be one of those statistics.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I, and, you know, the, the beauty of God making all things work together for good for those who love him and are called mm-hmm. according to his purpose is it, it, it's not he's not taking the good things and making them good, gooder. Right. He's taking the <laughs> he's taking the bad things. Yes. I, and and so I would I would never ever call this, you know, your loss uh God's plan, God's goodness. I, I don't right. I don't believe that. Right. I, I think the miracle is in in what you're talking about. Exactly. Um there and we're any ta- com- we're ta-
2: we're, ta- we're talking about joy and pain coexisting, which yeah. isn't that that's just a hard thing yeah. for us as yeah. human beings to imagine. But that's where the supernatural comes in, mm-hmm. where when you have a relationship with God and the Holy Spirit is present in your life, the, in the very early days of any type of pain, whether it's a cancer diagnosis, a, a, a child that is born with a genetic disorder or whatever it is, um, the, the pain is the biggest part of the freeway. But then joy runs parallel to it, maybe on the feeder road, the side road. And as the Holy Spirit just helps us make one step after another on this path through pain, the joy lane grows and takes over Mm. the pain lane. Mm. And I think that's, Ed and I definitely are further along Mm. this path than we were three years ago, but we're still walking it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I I like like that visual as well. You covered that. What I was going to ask, and i I, I, I can hear it but you know the scripture says I am not telling you anything you don't know blessed are those who mourn right the mm-hmm. macarios in the greek literally means right. means happy you know um yes. joyful if you will um and not because you're mourning and and I think we can confuse that because there ain't no joy in the mourning that's right right it's in for they shall be comforted and and that's why I think it's okay and and oftentimes if not all the time all the time healthy and necessary to go with God you when my sister after battling cancer for seven years and leaving three young kids at home when her first oldest child got married and she wasn't at that wedding mm. that was a hard moment. I had to wow. step out of the reception and I think I cried more there than I did her funeral you know mm-hmm. um because there and and I, and I took it to God and I'm like God she should be here. But you know what? There was a comfort that came in that moment. And what I Mm -hmm. heard was because I'm like, God, she should be here with her children. And God said, They're, excuse me, they're my children. Mm
2: -hmm. And I got it.
0: They're in my hand. What comfort have you experienced even in the wrestling and in the pain?
2: Wow. Uh, I would say there's four steps that we give in the book that. Talk about where to get your comfort, and one of them is realizing that you cannot stay afloat in the storms of life by yourself.
1: That's true. And
0: yeah,
1: there's, we talk about the anchor, yeah,
2: you can share about that,
1: yeah, i you know i've I've been around boats and water a lot and love to fish. and I uh, one time made the mistake of trying to do a homemade anchor. I used clothesline <laughs> and a Clorox bottle full of sand. It was a dismal experience i was blown all over the lake and i think it's true randy that so many people are trying to use clotheslines and clorox bottles and sand for their anchor the only anchor true anchor is jesus himself and right. i have a friend of mine who's a captain and he told me he said the harder the wind blows the deeper a good anchor goes. And that's so, mm. so true in the boating world, in the nautical world. It's also so true in, in our walk with, with with Christ. So we just talk about in the book, that anchor, we also talk about the importance of community. And it's taught me and Lisa both how important that is. That's where the church comes in. That's where I believe great Christian therapy comes in. Yeah. I, I I think, you know, obviously we know as iron sharpens iron, all of those things. And, and and again, I would trade all of this to heavily Beth back. Sure. The platform that you have in talking to people because of what you've processed is is really on another level than it ever has been in our lives. It mm-hmm. changes the way i pray preach read the bible lead everything in my life and i know lisa would echo that as well
2: yeah so jesus has to be your anchor and then you have to take hold of it every day uh paul said um writes my grace is sufficient for god's grace is sufficient for his powers made perfect in weakness and that is a present tense yes. verse so every day, God's grace is sufficient. But if I start thinking about tomorrow, how am I gonna deal with this tomorrow? How, how am I gonna wrestle with this tomorrow? Mm. I can get caught up in tomorrow and not grasp, grab hold of the grace that he's given me for right now, this moment, and his grace will be there tomorrow. And so every day you have to wake up and do that. It, it, it doesn't go away. And then realizing the importance of community Ed and I are pastors and leaders of a church, so of course we're pro-local church, Mm -hmm. but I grew up as just a church kid. I'm not a pastor's daughter. I'm not a ministry daughter, and I saw the effect that the local church had on my mom and dad when their marriage struggled and and how because they were connected to other people who were like-minded in faith, they weathered that storm, and so he and I have found tremendous community and lifting us up in prayer from the local church and so find community and don't think that you're the only one going through something That's right. pain is the universal equalizer of life everybody is going through something they've either been through it they're going through it or they will go through it and so find community
0: so on on that point because it is critically important and, and after covid we're, we're finding out a lot of people that 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 messed up their community, that they're lonely and isolated and having all sorts of issues. And I think science is kind of catching up to scripture and saying, yeah, you need community, right? Yeah. But um, what helped you and what didn't help you in community after your loss?
1: Well, when... And people, I I believe, are all well-meaning. Right. Maybe some of the things that... That they said, you you have to take that. Although it's difficult, with <laughs> with you know a grain of salt, uh, yeah. you you you're gonna always hear the, the kind of kind of the the implication. Well, there must have been something wrong, yeah. you know, in your life or whatever, oh, yeah. which is which is bogus. Who's who
0: sin? Who sinned, this one or
1: his That's parents? Right. Right? That's right. That's like, oh, right. Read the Bible. Okay. I know. <laughs> well, I would say I would say that. Um,
2: but it, honestly, I, people don't know what to No, say. they don't. It, it is one of the hardest things. And I go back in my life. And I think look, it's the
1: ministry. To me, Lisa, let me interrupt you for yeah, a second. Yeah,
2: that's fine. I think I interrupted when, you.
1: <laughs> no, I think when something difficult happens, painful happens, just the ministry of your presence, just yeah, being that's there. That's what I was going to no say. One, no one knows the words.
2: No, and, and Ed and I had people come to our home and they were just there. Yeah. And, that and, was huge. And, and don't discount. The proverbial casserole in the south everybody (laughs) brings a casserole or a pot of soup when something bad happens or you go through something we appreciated every act of kindness and i would just say that ed said their presence and you don't want to launch into your own personal stories of pain and all of that those are important and connective and especially now that we're so far down the road you know it is but right in that moment initially you just can't even absorb your own pain, let alone the pain that someone mm-hmm. else is
0: sharing with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah, I, it's so interesting that you say that. I have heard that from people in the worst situations. Is they yes. like, you know, I don't need you to say anything. I just, I just need to know you're there. Yep. And That's it. it's easy. It feels like you're doing nothing. But boy, that, that I, I, I'm really thank you for saying that. Um,
2: Randy, I wanted to tell you, too, somebody said, one thing that kept being said at our home that mm -hmm. day or the days after was, how could you ever prepare for something like this? You just can't prepare for something like this. And I agreed, but I really think the Holy Spirit changed my mind. Okay. Okay, so— Ed and I became Christ followers at a young age. We'd just done Christianity 101 throughout our lives, you know, reading the Bible, journaling.
1: Yeah, the basics. The, going yeah, to yeah, church, yeah,
2: the basics. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like you think those things are insignificant. They're mm-hmm. just so basic. And yet, over years and over time, by doing these things, it's like we have this bank account of faith. And yes, you don't think you're going to go through something like this. So in that way, you're not preparing. But yet God has been preparing you through just those basic faithful steps that you take. And when the most horrific thing happens, you have a place to go. Yes.
0: Yeah. And you know this in Bible language, it's building... Your house on a foundation of of stone, not of sand. That's right. so Absolutely. So when the wind and the rain comes, because it will yep. come, uh, and you don't know when it's coming, uh, usually. <laughs> yes. But that that's exactly it. So you, I mean, we. Uh, I think you'll get this question. I mean, are are in some ways you guys stronger in your relationship with each other? Yes. Your, your position yes, in I would say tr-
1: so. Okay, I would say so. You know, um, we just heard a stat recently that. Is, is very sobering 80% of marriages don't make it right when a child is lost right and I understand that we do because you you grieve and in the early stages you're you're drawn together super glue. then though you have your own journey and I can see where where you have some drift and it's very easy to blame and say this or that yet Lisa and I definitely our marriage is closer as I said earlier, our relationship with the Lord is, and also I would say with other people and our children and our children yeah it 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 um hmm. as as hellacious as it was and is it brought a greater depth, a greater connectedness with our children than than ever before yes
0: all right uh, and I'm, I'm wonderful, and I think that again that goes back to that foundation. For all of you, yes, it, it does. Uh, all right, this is the book, "A Path Through Pain" by Ed and Lisa Young. And if you are looking for that path, like like on the cover, you you know, it's got. If you're just listening, the cover has this this like sunlight path through a dark, you know, uh-huh. hedge. It's like you, you're <laughs> looking for it because that's really that's what you're. I mean, sometimes just getting out of bed is a yep. successful day after this. Just breathing is success. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So when you talk about that path through the pain uh, and you, you, now you understand the scripture, this doesn't say we don't grieve because we're Christians. It says we don't grieve as the world does. What hope is there for those who are in pain that you can speak of out of your own experience?
1: What would you say, Lisa? Well, OK, I'll, well,
2: I'll go for it. I'll <laughs> throw
1: you in the fire first. It is,
2: <laughs> the hope is Hebrews 619 says we have this hope an anchor for the soul, and that is Jesus. I I can tell you from experience, and I wish I didn't have this experience, yeah. but I've had experience, Ed and I've had experience of pain throughout our lives, and we went through and did a pain audit and kind of laid out a lot of the different things that we weren't even really well, aware of. I would encourage
1: um, listeners to do a pain audit and and see how God is taking you through that.
2: Yeah, mm. and we just started naming these things that we'd gone through and how God was faithful mm. in and through them all and where we are now versus where we were then. And I wish I didn't have this experience, but I do. And I can say from that experience that God is faithful, but you have to lean in. There's a responsibility right. on my side, on right. our side to lean into the things of God. We make a choice every single day to lean into His Word, into His community, and we find our answers and our anchor for the soul only in Him.
1: I would say Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And that's the picture of lying helplessly before Him. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, with the totality of who you are. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. So. I will not have understanding if I lean on my own understanding and I like this in all your ways acknowledge him. And then here's what God does. He will keep your paths straight. He will direct your path. So literally he'll go before you and clear and clean and and, and show you the way even though when it's like, are you are you sure there's a way there? right. So that's been our life verse. And it's really come alive even to a greater degree now than ever because of the experiences that we've had.
0: Yeah, and you know what? You, you just laid it out right there because I'm the guy that I need to understand things. Yes. And when I rely on that, I lean, yep. to use the, the word, that's where I can get tripped up. But if I do what Lisa says and lean into God, then you can take that wrestle and that yep. pain and that grief and that anger at times to God, mm-hmm. knowing that you're going to, but I'm not going to rely on what I come up with. <laughs> I'm yep. going to rely on, on you, God, the only sure foundation, the anchor for the soul. you yes. will be okay if you do that. And I think sometimes that's a good and healthy part of the grieving process. So, you know,
1: Randy, I think too, both of us are pastor's kids, you and me. Yeah, And I think we, most pastor's kids I know, really wrestle with the why, with understanding. I don't necessarily know why, but we do. So I totally get what you're saying. Totally. That's very well said.
0: It's it's because we have fathers who speak for God, but are also imperfect. And so we're like, I'm trying to figure that out. (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know? yes i'm still so, trying to figure it out <laughs> no, that's my theory anyway um, uh, uh,
0: so man yeah. well i appreciate you guys being willing to talk about this um because i know uh that it, it's helping other people uh but i also know that it, it's not always easy and grief hits you at random weird moments and yes. you don't expect it um but but thank you uh and, and again thank you for being on the program and, and sharing that today um hmm, anything you want to add before i let
1: you go um, no, you you, you covered it. I think you covered it, but
2: uh, there excellent. is hope. If someone's yes. going through pain, we hope they'll pick up a copy of the book, not mm-hmm. because uh, anything special about Ed and I, but just we really feel like it can be a support.
1: And we talk a lot, not just about our pain, but also but, uh, people we've interviewed and and and, and talked yeah. uh, with about this subject. So I think they'll find it uh, helpful. Well,
0: yeah. Well, you you guys are now a magnet for everyone with this story, uh-huh. right? They all want to talk to you. And, well, and thank man, you. Thank
2: you for putting it out there. Yes. I really appreciate that.
0: Absolutely. And and it's it's a it's a good thing because you're able to give them real answers for real life. As Ed's website says, which I want to show you before I let you go, this is edyoung.com. Uh, so if you want to follow up, you can go there um, and you, you can watch uh, sermons from Fellowship Church. Um, you can get links to the book. Of course, you can get the book wherever you want. But most of all, uh, man, if you're going through that, just take Hold of the hope that Ed and Lisa offer you because they've walked it they're still walking it uh, and there is there is comfort on the other side of your grief you got to keep walking but you'll get out of that shadow and it'll become more and more light into that lane of joy and out of that lane of pain keep walking appreciate you guys being here if you haven't liked, you. followed, or subscribed go ahead and do that uh, and hit share if you, you want to encourage somebody and we'll see you again next time here on Life Today Live
1: The banana.